Hey, 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 what's up, folks? How's it going? How's it going? Good, I hope. Hope you're having a slamming week. I am. You know, this is one of those weeks where um, you know you're leaving, you know? I'm going to be gone for like five days. You know you're leaving and you're kind of like, you know, I guess I'll wrap stuff up. But then you're just slowly eking towards, you know, (laughs) that day where you don't check your email and it's the first day of vacation, right? Oh, it's the best. You put on that vacation reminder or that vacation responder. I think I talked about this. And it's like, I can't be reached. (laughs) If you need me, I'm sorry. All right. Oh, it's so cool. But things have to get done. Things still have to get done, right? The podcast has to get done. Work has to get done. Calls have to be made. Reports have to be sent. Uh, So that's what I spend a majority of the day doing. Although I'm not leaving for a couple days. You know, the day before is like the day before school. You're not really thinking about anything. But what outfits you're going to (laughs) wear. I was that kid. As I would lay my clothes out on the bed the night before the first day of school, right? Get up mad early, like an hour and a half before you have to get up. <laughs> Still dark out. Brush your teeth real good. Do your hair 47 different ways. Put on that outfit right before you step out. Right? Got to have the crease in the in the jeans. <laughs> Showing my age. Got to have that crease in the jeans. So sharp it could slice a pear. <laughs> uh, anyways, hey, this is episode 40 of the No Sleep Startup Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Montgomery. And today I want to talk about um, something that crossed my mind earlier in the week. Uh, I was pitching audience rent to someone else. I feel like, man, we've pitched this like a thousand times. And uh, I keep getting better. But you know what's weird? I realize I pitch it better when I'm in the car. Is that weird? Like when I take a call with my AirPods on and I'm on the road. Like it just come, the, uh, the, it comes better. The flow, the pitch is better. The elevator pitch. Someone's like, can you just give me a brief rundown of what you do? I'm like, yatata, yatata, yatata. That's what it's like. In the office or in Zoom calls... I think I'm paying more attention to if they're understanding, right? I'm, I'm looking at them, I'm looking for raised eyebrows or shifting in the chair. Are they taking notes? Do they look confused? Do they think that I'm pitching them something that they already do, right? How do I overcome that? And uh, anyways, pitching this. And one thing that I said was, <clears throat> you know, our thing helps advertisers get to a no quicker what i mean by that is um you know a lot of people are trying to find their target demographic right just think if if uh suzanne and earl opened up a a tackle shop by the lake and they start running some ads right well they're going to start with you know 
fishing enthusiasts. And that audience is going to be like 600 million people. And then hopefully they're going to run some ads, see who see who uh, engages, and then uh, strip away the people who don't, right? Set up their frequency rate uh, and, and, and find out who's really like engaging with their audience, right? Or with their ads. But that takes a long time, especially if Suzanne and Earl are doing it. Takes them a long time. They're just doing it from their phone for sure. You know, it's like a 2018 model. <laughs> and I was saying, like, this helps people get to a no quicker, meaning, no, that's not my target demographic. They're not buying, right? <clears throat> and I was thinking about no. Like, the what, how that works in business. From us, for, for us entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, freelancers, how important it is to be able to say no. There's power in saying no. And when you first start off, there's no way you're saying no. You're saying yes to everything. Are you kidding me? $200 for that? Yes. I need it. (laughs) Right? $1,500 for that? It might take me two months, but I need it. Yes, I'll take that deal. Over time, those yeses pile up. That work piles up. That resentment piles up because you said yes too many times. You know know what I mean. You've been there. You've been there. You did work for a friend. Hey, you know what? This will help my portfolio. I really like the, you know, really like you. I want to better both of us. Look, just don't don't even pay me. Just buy me lunch, and I'll do it for you. Then you do it for them, and then they critique it. <sighs> Shoot me now. They say, hey, that looks great, but can you do X, Y, Z? And you say, yes, sure. You do that, and they're like, that's not exactly what I meant. You're like, okay, what? You, talking through your teeth. Okay, what you, uh, what'd you mean? Well, I was thinking more of like, Something like this. And they show you Amazon. <laughs> and you're like, do you know how much it costs to manage that site? They're like, I know, but I think it I think it'd be better. Could you could you just fix it? Could you just do that? And you're like, Yes. And then you take a little bit longer than uh your first two uh first two times getting them something. And then they hit you up. Hey, just checking in on that thing. You're like, why are you, ch- why are you checking in on me? I'm doing this for free. Don't check. Don't check in. There's no timeline, because you wouldn't have this anyways. That's how you start talking. And you're like, you're saying it to your phone, <laughs> not texting it. And you have like a glass of wine in your hand. That's kind of spilling a little bit. You're like, don't, don't follow up with me, Geraldine. And then. G. Dean hits you up a couple days later. Hey, um, where are we at on you? Like, I shouldn't have said yes. I shouldn't have said it. And I did. That's what I'm talking about. What if you said no? Man, let's talk about it. Again, I don't I don't talk about anything I don't have experience or experience with. So I definitely have experience with saying no. And in business, for sure. Um you know, saying no in business is so, so important. It could be strategic, too. 
And then saying no in business for personal reasons uh, is even, you know, takes even more. Uh, what's the word? Got to be ballsy. Is that the word? I'm going to talk about three times I've had to say no. Okay. And it hurt. Trust me, it hurt to say no. It hurt my pockets. It hurt my bank account. Right? It hurt for the month. <laughs> I was dependent on that money, but we had to say no. Oh, excuse me. That's a Limoncello LaCroix. <clears throat> Not a sponsor. So, um, one of the first times I had to say no. Huge client. Don't know how I got the deal. Got the deal. Huge client. I do know how I got it. It was this guy knew this guy knew this guy. I give really good commission on, you know, based on relationships. So if you have a relationship with a company and you introduce me to them off the strength of like, you know, I do good work. I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. I always do. Right. Relationships are everything. One time I was working at a place and I, I got my buddy hired on to that place and he did so bad and got fired. And then my name was tarnished. That relationship was done between me and the hiring people. And it sucked. So relationships are everything. So I got this big deal. This guy knew that guy. Hey, you should talk to Dominic. I come in. What's going on? They said, hey, here's what we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, that's all wrong. Here's why. You know, gained the trust. And it was on and popping. So cut to. Uh, I was taking over their AdWords, their Google Ads. I was also running programmatic for them. Excuse me. Um. I had taken over the account. They they said, hey, we have two weeks left with our current uh, provider. Okay? So, to me, that says, you have two weeks to get everything in order so that the second their contract expires, you launch. Right? That's what it said to me. The second their contract expires, I need to launch what I built for them. The campaigns that I built for them. So, got the deal. I think we were three days in. I'm in Vegas at a conference speaking at a conference, and I get a call early in the morning, Vegas time, so so probably 9 o'clock where I'm at now, 7 o'clock in the morning there, hey, uh, all the ads are down, you got to get this going, that's what I heard, I said, uh, what, what ads, all, all of our ads are down, you got to get this going, so <clears throat> immediately, we're off to a bad start, <laughs> right, now I know, I've been doing this for years, I know how to set up campaigns and run them. Never have I run into an instance where I've been given a date and then that date is cut by 12 days. So I say, okay, oh man, crawl out of bed, get to work on the campaign. <clears throat> I tell them, hey, listen, for a campaign this size, uh, it might take a few hours for it to start running. They're like, hey, you got to get it up. Do whatever you can. So, okay, I can't, I'm going to do whatever I can, but I'm telling you, it's going to take some hours for it to start running. <laughs> okay, it can't take two, it can't take hours, you got to get it going. That was the conversation. I said, okay, I'll call you back. So, work on it, build out. I think I spent the first day of Vegas, the first four, five, six hours, just building out this crazy good campaign. Um, launch it, boom. I start getting calls. Hey, we didn't get any leads today. What's going on? <laughs> I said, hey, guys, uh, your your main source of leads, uh, of, of of intake, your main source of advertising went down. 
Uh, so that's why. Well, why'd it go down? So now, so listen, so the day started, I was talking to one guy. Now I'm talking to another guy. They haven't talked, apparently. So this is the start of that relationship. <laughs> Rocky Road. Well, it sucked for me because this was a very, very established relationship uh, around the area. Well, the state uh, in which I live. Very established. You would know them. Um, okay, cut to two weeks later having our first meeting uh our first meeting i bring the reporting pages of reporting you know you gotta do that the first time look at all this data let me let me let me data nerd out with you guys right so i bring all the data to the table uh we also ran programmatic so when i took on the account they were running programmatic with another company and they just decided to ball everything up and give it to my agency so the way I ran programmatic was a lot different than how they were used to and is a lot different than how that other company was doing it because they weren't really doing it, which that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but what was strange to me was in this meeting, that guy who was doing their programmatic was at the meeting. I said, why is this guy here? He lost the account. Well, we brought him in, um, you know, just because he's been a part of this and wants to make sure the transition goes smoothly, right? I said, okay. So explain, you know, here's what happened day two <laughs> in case you know, none of you are aware. But we were told this date, that didn't happen. We had to rush, which is why here's the spin, which is why here are the numbers, which is why lead, take, lead intake is probably down, um, you know, two days worth, three days worth. Um, and then uh, I told him, told him about programmatic. And after the meeting, the guy who used to do their programmatic comes up and he's like, hey, man, uh, would you mind sending me your reporting as well? And I said, well, you know, uh, I'm going to say his name's, let's just say Jay. I said, well, you know, Jay, I, I don't know if they're cool with that. You know, I'm just going to send it to them and you can request it from the owner. And he said, no, 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 they're cool. I said, okay. And I didn't send it to them. So a couple of days go by, Jay emails me. Hey, still looking for that reporting. I don't want to give this guy the reporting because he works for the other agency that does this and it does it a different way. So why would I give him reporting and let them? You know what I mean? I feel like I'm rambling. So this goes on. The owner writes me, hey, Jay's looking for that reporting. Can you send it? I said, I don't. What and what? what's the relationship here? Oh, well, Jay looks out for us. He's consulting with us. Okay. Uh, send the reporting, and I just had an uneasy feeling about all of it, you know, because I felt like I walked into uh, a situation where they were maybe uh, like reshaping management, they were moving a lot of stuff around, and I just got thrown in there, right? Uh, so we had a couple more meetings, and they kind of went the same way, and I kept getting pushed back from that guy who used to do their program, because I'm, I'm realizing he wants the business back. That's all that's going on, right? He's known the owner for 10 years. I'm just new here. They go fishing and golfing together. I just want to work. <laughs> so what I realized was I can't overcome their relationship. I couldn't do it. No matter if I showed up with a golf bag and a golf cart with Tiger Woods in the, well, Tiger probably helped a golf bag with a golf cart with a Tiger Woods hat on. Wouldn't have helped. 
because that relationship was solid, right? So what did I have to do? Called a meeting, and I said, hey, guys, I don't think we're a good fit. And when I said that, it was like, oh, I can breathe again, right? Because this is a this is an intense client with an intense budget, with an intense reputation that I'm now managing. But people from the outside aren't seeing how absolutely uh, 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 crazy their front office and back office are, right? So I'm just thinking about future me. It's going to look like I lost this big account and I screwed everything up. Called him. I said, I don't think we're a good fit. What I can do is help you transfer everything. I'll give whoever, whatever, um, and make it a smooth transition. And you know what? They said, okay. And I gave it to Jay. Um, and then they, they sold. They sold the whole business. <laughs> but I just want to say, like, people who were, then, who were working there then still work with me after they sold. You know what I mean? Because I didn't stay there to see the ship sink, and I was along with it, like, maybe it won't sink, boss, you know, or holding up his coattail while the water came in. Titanic reference. I got out of there, and that was respect. That was respectable to the people around, the people who really saw it, right? So that was one of the first instances where I was like, man, I, I really did that. I said no. I said no to a good, good pay. When I say good paycheck, a good G-U-U-D paycheck. But it wasn't worth the stress. It wasn't worth it. I wasn't sleeping. It wasn't worth it. So that's one situation. Are you dealing with anything like that? Where like the client is consuming your every thought and you're getting paid well, but it's too consuming, right? Sometimes it's best to just step out of it. You can always still put them on your resume. I used to, I did all this work for them. You know, some companies will look at that and be like, wow, that's a reputable company. They must have vetted him. So what happened there? We just weren't a good fit. Oh, okay, that's understandable. That's a good excuse, right? Opposed to, yeah, I used to do all their work. And then they say, well, what happened? Uh, or they say, okay, cool. And then they call the company and you guys fell out. And it was on bad terms. And they call them and that company's like, don't ever hire them. They suck, even if you didn't. And it was all their fault, right? So saying, saying no was just kind of empowering. And I kept that with me. I, re I remember that feeling. You know, I remembered I don't want to be in Vegas stuck in a room doing an ad campaign. <laughs> so that's one, some one situation where I said no professionally. Now, <clears throat> cut to about a year and a half later, maybe a year later, uh, another big contract comes up. This is for, and this is in the automotive space, right? Uh, doing work for this guy. This guy is the CMO, I think. Is the CMO? Yeah, he's the CMO of a, of a big dealership group. And um, he brought me in. Hey, I, I want you to handle all, all of our advertising for us. I don't have time to do it anymore. Um, it's, just, it's just too much. I want to focus on sales. I said, okay, cool. Uh, so I did what I usually do, put together a timeline. 
put together expectations, uh, put together a list of things that, uh, you know, from high level, like highly high priority, mid priority, low priority. Here are the things that we're going to tweak. Things in a low priority sector um, may take 30 to 60 days, mid no more than 30, and then high level less than 30 days to fix all this that's happening on your campaign, right? That's just some little insight as to what I did. Brought that to him. Actually, no, I didn't. I emailed it to him. I said, hey, can you take a look at this? Because our, our our work starts Monday. I think I sent it on like a Wednesday, the Wednesday before. Hey, take a look at this. Let me know your thoughts. If you agree with this, I'm going to start building out the campaign. Monday comes and goes, nothing. Tuesday comes and goes, nothing. Wednesday, Thursday, I follow up. Hey, um, let's just say his name is Jay. <laughs> Jay, did you get a chance to look at that? He said, this is what he said, word for word. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's too much. I couldn't believe it. I said, uh, okay, now, again, this is a sizable campaign. I think it's fifty to $75,000 a month. I said, uh, it's too much. Can you, can you explain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need you to run the campaign. <laughs> that's what he said to me. That's what he said out of his mouth to me. Yes, too much. I just need you to run the campaign. Red flag. Off the bat. Why is that a red flag? Why is that a red flag? Because one, they didn't acknowledge your uh, setting of expectations, right? And honestly, I was setting it for myself, right? It's always smart to set, to give them expectations for you that you know you can um, live up to. That's a smart little karate or ninja move right? Here's what you can expect from me. And then they don't have to do that, right? But they declined the expectations. And then they said, just do it. So saying just do it leaves you in a really weird position. Because that could be just do what? Save you money, bring more leads, obviously bring more new leads is in there, right? Show up first. Uh, <laughs> talk to all the Google reps that are called what what is just do it? You know, so it left me in the lurch. Like, oh, crap. Told him, OK, how, ma- how often do we want meetings? He said, just to check in every now and then just send me, you know, send me where we are. I think that relationship lasted a month. And I, I, w- I even told Liz during that time, I was like, something is off about what's happening. Like, I don't. Yeah, we're getting a, we're getting paid well, but something is this isn't going to last. Right? That's some intuition. That's some intuition. And you'll that's not that's not taught, like that's learned, like it, from experience. Getting that intuition on those red flags, when you know when you go into a contract with someone you're like this isn't going to last. And it wasn't because of me, and it wasn't because of the business, it was because of the person I was dealing with. Right? From the get from the get-go, he said it's too much. Whoa. All right. <laughs> so we said no we, we, we said this you know can't I can't keep doing this um every time we'd go to meet he wouldn't be there like straight up would ghost me I email him hey he's like oh sorry I missed you anyways what happened with him um we we kind of fell into complacency just let the campaign run I guess they were happy with it but over about two weeks I didn't hear anything from them uh he got fired 
and he was doing a lot of crazy stuff and um probably got sued a lot of bad stuff happened um but what was great about it here here's the no here's the no part they called me in the the company right the dealership they called me in because their plan was to get rid of anyone associated with that person who said no it's too much right so they brought me in and they said hey so you know what were you doing for jay uh how were you doing it how'd you get brought on um and i said well you know i knew him from another deal or whatever um and he goes okay so uh (laughs) he goes so you were kind of pretty much taking over the campaign and i said no i was not here's what i was doing I was in the lurch trying to figure out what exactly you guys wanted. And I was never able to do what I know to do. And that guy set up, the guy who was questioning me, he set up, put the paper down, looked at me, he said, go on. So I told him, I said, I set up my expectations. You know, I set up my high, mid, low priorities. He says too much. This kind of just ran, I'm just going to be honest with you, this kind of just ran for the last month. Because I never got responses. I showed him emails. Like I showed him on my phone. Look at this. 14 unanswered emails. Uh, So no, I didn't take over anything. Because I didn't have direction. You know what happened? And, and, And listen, I wasn't even like trying to keep the gig. I was just standing up for me. Like, I don't want you, person who's talking to me, to think that I was associated with this in any way. Right? This person. And then that guy says, you know what, I I brought you in because I'm supposed to fire you, but can you take over our other dealerships? Because <laughs> I said, no I, wa- I, no, I wasn't involved with that. You know, I didn't just let it go. I didn't just let it simmer and then I lose the business or, or it simmered and now, you know, if I bring up, yeah, I used to work with that dealership you know, in the conversation with another dealership. And then they say, oh, you were working with Jay? Nope, I wasn't. I never worked with Jay. <laughs> Jay never worked with me. <laughs> uh, that guy was a scumball. So, saying no, standing up for yourself, right? It's all about per- It's all about your person, man. That's why it's important. And then over time, I've learned to say no to certain jobs that I just could do, but I know what comes with doing them, right? Remember at the beginning, I was talking about your friend who's like, can you, you know, or you do the website for her, for her and then she starts asking for revisions and stuff like that, you know? Jobs that will eventually turn into that or turn into like too much support and stuff like that, I've, I've said no to. Um, e-commerce talked about that before e-commerce i say no to big stores like online stores mm i'm not the shop for it um i had one guy beg me to just hey just take it over from nope nope i cannot do it you know why because i tried it once <laughs> i took over this so this guy came and he said hey i'm running you know this thing we make these products right let's call him jay he said, I have this, <laughs> he said, I have this, this deal. I'm making like 350,000 a month. 
selling this product or these products. They were customized products. Uh, but I'm using Shopify and I don't want to use Shopify anymore. That should have been a red flag. Well, not that. Hold on. I said, why don't, why don't you want to use Shopify? He said, I don't like their monthly fees. That should have been a red flag. It wasn't for me because I'm looking at the project, the scope of the project, the size. I, I hear how much they're bringing in. I'm like, okay, well, they can, you know, they can cough up a little bit more than usual for this deal, right? A little bit more, right? Cough up a little bit. <laughs> so I pitched him on a number. He bit. He said, perfect. And uh, his goal was to get away from Shopify. Now. I told him to begin with, I said, now, if we go away from Shopify, we're going to use some type of WooCommerce or something like that. It's going to take a lot to get it, to get this whole thing back to like the easeability that Shopify was. He said, it's fine. I don't want to pay those fees anymore. I said, all right. So we had to use, you know, some shipping site. We had to manually put in UPS and USPS numbers and all that. And it just became a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. It's product-based, right? If you're dealing with e-commerce, they're always updating their products, always pushing more, and they need your help to do that. Even if you give them 20 training videos like I did, they need your help to do that because it's different than what they know. Anyways, I say no to those jobs. I don't care if it's two products. No. I will not help with your payment process, uh, payment processor. I will not help with your variations. I won't do it. And it gives, and I do it for peace of mind, you know, peace of mind in that, like, I know we can do it. I know I can do the job, but the stress that's going to come from it, it's not for me, right? So I say no to them. I also said no to a real estate company that wanted to run um, Google ads and Facebook ads. And their budget was like 10 grand or something like that. And I was like, just use Zillow. Everybody uses, just use Zillow. They're like, no, no, no. We don't want to give them our money. We want to run our own ads. I said, just use Zillow. <laughs> I don't think you could spend maybe 5000 a day and show up locally and beat Zillow. But, you know, say no to stuff that's going to get you in, that, in, in a bind where you might fail. And then it looks like you didn't do well. I think that's what I'm getting at. Say no to things that could potentially make you look like you didn't do what you're the best at. And you are the best at what you do. I think so. You should think so. Right? Anyways. So practice saying no. It's bold, I know. I know it's bold. I know a lot a lot of times we're timid. We're like, okay, I mean, they asked for it. Get used to saying no and get used to pointing out when things are outside of your initial discussion. Hey, I said I would do this and this, but that's going to take a lot more time and I usually charge for that. So is that something that's in your budget? If not, let's find a workaround. Right? Set that expectation. Don't look, don't end up out here in these streets looking dumb or looking frustrated. Right? Do it for your peace of mind. Say no. Practice on your kids. <laughs> Don't practice on your wife, fellas. Always yes. Yes, dear.
Yes, and if you're an improv. Anyways, I love rocking with y'all, man. I'm going to take this week off. It's going to be real refreshing. I'm going to take a lot of notes. Got a lot of reflecting to do. That's important, too, right? Say no to stuff that takes away from your peace of mind. Um, And then we'll pop back in here with some more stuff. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K underscore T-M-G. That's Tango Mango Gango. Check me out on uh, the Montgomery Group U.S. Go over and see all the cool stuff we're doing at AudienceRent.com. Uh, see if that can help you out. Uh, and then check out Link App, L-I-N-Q App dot com and use the code audience at checkout for 15% off. <laughs> I'll rock with you guys later.